Welcome to the podcast series Traveling Concepts on Air, hosted by myself, Tessa Dipporn, and Brianne McGonagall-Lai. We both work at Utrecht University. I am a legal scholar, and she is an anthropologist. And we're both part of the contesting governance research platform within the Institutions for Open Societies. In this podcast series, we want to critically question the promise and ideal of interdisciplinarity by focusing on traveling concepts. Traveling concepts refers to concepts that travel within and across disciplines. Do such concepts encourage and enhance interdisciplinarity? Or do they create confusion and perhaps even obstruct collaboration? These are some of the questions we want to discuss. Welcome back to Traveling Concepts on Air Season 2. Whoop, whoop! (laughs) Tessa and I are very excited to be returning to the podcast series after a really lovely break. Yeah, definitely. And what we hope to do with this introduction episode to season two is to recap season one, a little bit about what we learned, what we enjoyed, uh, and then look ahead. What can we expect to see in season two? Yeah, that sounds good. But before that, uh, I think we need to start off by giving a very big, massive thank you uh, to everyone who has supported us and been a crucial part of our team. So you hear the two of us, but um, it's not just the two of us doing this. No. Um, so we have to say thank you for to, first of all, Bavo Ost, our amazing intern who helped us with organizing the sessions, editing the recordings, doing all the promotion. Unfortunately, he stopped this year, but we now have a new intern intern Miromas, who will be joining us um, in, in making season two. So thank you to Bavo, and we look forward to working together with Miro, of course. We also need to say thank you to Avert Alton, a very dear friend of mine, who is also our amazing editor from Scandal Studios. What a great name for a company. That is a great name. Uh, so anybody also in need of a good producer or anything like that, go to Avert. Um, he's definitely been a key part of this process. Absolutely. And a thank you to Hans Schermann. He is our Utrecht colleague who runs the recording studio here in the city center of Utrecht. And yeah, he's just been fantastic helping us with any of the small glitches during (laughs) the recordings. We do have them every once in a while. Uh, Avi Kostner, she was our assistant coordinator of the Contesting Governance Research Platform. She's also helped us with a range of logistical issues. And last, and certainly not least, we want to thank all of the guests that we have had, our colleagues, their colleagues sometimes that they've introduced us to. It's just been a fantastic journey so far. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And um, we also need to give a shout out to those who have financially supported us. Where did all the money come from? Because, uh, yeah, making a podcast is not for free. (laughs) So we received financial support from the Contesting Governance Research Platform, which we're based in the Center for Global Challenges. And uh, for season two, we're also receiving funding from the Utrecht Young Academy, which we've mentioned several times. This is where we met. And this is also where a lot of our guests came from and will be coming from. So we definitely... Utrecht Young Academy has been a pivotal platform, association, organization, whatever we want to call it, in making this entire podcast series. So Yeah, and yeah. they're very dedicated to ideas around interdisciplinarity, both in research yeah. and education. So, you know, the fact that they're now supporting us is fun. Yeah, it's great. So, some milestones. <laughs> we have... 2,600 downloads for season one. Yeah, even today we had a little bit more than that as the downloads keep going. But I mean, wow. It's fantastic. I I really, 
Uh, I I don't know. We we were talking about this this phrase, low expectations, high hopes. Yep. And wow. Yeah, this is definitely more. I think for a lot of commercials podcasts, this is probably. Peanuts. I know they're probably laughing at us. But for for I guess an academic, well, we're very proud. Let's. I mean, it, yeah. it matches. Uh, it, it far exceeds what we had expected. So we're very happy. So again, thank you to our. Listeners. listeners yes and we did nine substantive e- episodes yeah covered yeah a range of really cool topics uh and concepts we had um, war sustainability time civil society heritage agency legitimacy transformation and diplomacy yeah, I think I use each of those in my work. <laughs> so I see a common thread, certainly. Uh, yeah, and, you know, we had uh, disciplines from, yeah, they range from literary scholars and geologists to, uh, of course, lots of anthropologists, of course, lots of legal yeah. scholars, yeah. but also economists, uh, historians. Sociologists. Sociologists, yeah. We, we had a good range. Yeah. I was happy with that. So what did we actually learn from last year? So we thought it might be nice as well today to, to share some very basic preliminary kind of ideas about, about what we learned last year. Um, and uh, before going into that, we definitely want to say that we'd really appreciate your feedback as well. So if you're an avid listener and you have some thoughts as well, definitely let us know through some way or another because we really want to incorporate your feedback. So I think the, our first kind of goal when we set this all up was to learn a little bit more about interdisciplinarity. So how can traveling concepts somehow facilitate or perhaps even obstruct interdisciplinarity? And this was kind of the the key question we had. So what did our conversations teach us about interdisciplinarity or interdisciplinary uh, research? And um, I think one of the key things that we learned was that there has to be a willingness to be open to traveling. Um, there has to become some kind of open-minded. So these, I guess if you're a very monodisciplinary scholar, um, maybe um, you're less inclined to use concept that travels or be open to the idea of traveling. So there's very much, a, there has to be some kind of personal passion to want to learn from others, right? Is that is that how you would see it as well? Definitely. And, and it, a willingness, but also time. Yes. I mean, having the time and the space to grapple with the ways that different disciplines deal with a concept. Um, you know, it is easier to to just adopt what your discipline says and uses and go with that without questioning it. But it can also be really enriching if you do have the time to engage with how other disciplines uh, look at a concept that you work with. Yeah. Uh, but that, that became really apparent. I mean, I think a lot of our guests were generally fell into the category of willing you know they were super but they a number of them touched on the necessity to have time and space to and this came about most clearly in the concept uh, (laughs) or the episode on time yeah (laughs) Uh, because there we really had two scholars from very different fields so Susanna Knitzel and and Joao Trubash, who um, who really talked about how they spend so many sessions together, really sitting down, comparing things, discussing things. I mean, they really put a lot of time into understanding time. Yeah. Um, so I think that's definitely a key thing. Um, I think another key thing that we've learned in relation to interdisciplinarity is that 
um, approaches to the way that people approach their research uh, is important just as it is with the overlap between concepts. Yeah, so this this is really something that I really stuck out to me from the sustainability podcast. And that was where, you know, we had a biologist slash futurist uh, governance scholar around sustainability. And then we had the anthropologist working yeah. on sustainability. And there was tons of overlap. I mean, they shared similar literature and they shared similar understandings. And yet the tensions or the contestations between what they did was about how they approached their research. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. the one approached it much more about almost like a, a problem solving. We have this crisis and, you know, how do we address issues of sustainability to help solve global challenges? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the other is a, more of a critical scholar. And it was very much about questioning uh, the policies and the, you know, the foundations of, of different ideas. And um, that was fascinating because here... The overlap was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yet, the, they were still a, a disconnect in many ways. Yeah, just yeah. by the way that they approach their research. Yeah. So, so it's also, yeah, what are, our, what are the goals of our research and what do we do with kind of also the, the projects that we lead or the, the research projects that we're engaged in? What do we want to achieve with them? Yeah. And how do we look at that? Yeah, definitely. Um, what I also thought was key was that a lot of people use ideas from other fields and sometimes don't even know about it. So maybe there's also the question of, well, what makes a discipline a discipline or... Um, the idea that we we think of each other in different fields, but sometimes I mean this was clear in the in the in the episode on legitimacy, right? Is that they also use a lot of the same work, and sometimes it wasn't even clear what the disciplinary background of that scholar was. What is he a sociologist? Is yeah. he this or is he that? So there's these kind of key thinkers. I mean, I think we talked a lot about Mark Weber, I think, in the in this episode. So this idea that there's these key thinkers, um, and we all use them, but we don't necessarily look at this in terms of disciplinary uh, boundaries. So I thought that was also um, extremely interesting. Yeah. And, you know, we invited scholars who are interested in interdisciplinarity. Like we said, there was that willingness, certainly amongst the scholars that we had on. Um, I, would, I wondered what would have happened if we had invited less inclined yeah. scholars. Um would we have seen a bit more tensions come out? Probably, uh, yeah. But there were certainly, I think, in a lot of the episodes, you could see um, the starting point was almost from interdisciplinarity. Yeah, yeah. And I think that was certainly in the the legitimacy episode and and the civil society. Civil society, episode. definitely. Yeah, there was kind of this uh, this key understanding that in order for us to understand each other better, or no, in order for us to understand civil society better, we need each other. Mm -hmm. We need these different perspectives in order to get a more kind of holistic or, or grounded understanding. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, did you have any favorite moments from season one? Does anything stick out in your mind? Yes, I think we can both say we've talked about this several times before that the episode of time really stood out for us. It was a, yeah. a very poetic. I mean, it really it was just a beautiful episode to listen to. They're both such great speakers, and the way they described it, and the way that they showed how they look at time um, in such different ways, but also in so many similar ways. So the kind of the three registers that they had to approach it. I mean, that was really just poetic. Yeah, uh, So that was definitely a, a beautiful one. 
Yeah, I there were of course some episodes just from my perspective of a legal scholar that really stood out, and that that was war and heritage, um, mainly because of you know coming to grips with the limitations of law. Also, I mean, what law can bring the benefits, but yeah. also the limitations, um, and what those limitations mean. Um, yeah, for discussions and and also the very practical policy limitations of. And protections. So the limitations put around different protections, particularly around heritage. Uh, yeah, so that stood out. Yeah, and, and interestingly, I was actually, I guess, pleasantly surprised by the somewhat love for anthropology. I guess we have this. I love anthropology. <laughs> I guess maybe this, I don't know where this comes from, this kind of a self-conscious thing that we have as a discipline. But I think we sometimes have this idea that we're unappreciated or that we're not seen as a real field of science or whatever and 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 the fact that in several episodes people mentioned using anthropological literature and using anthropological work that was just a personal win for me really um <laughs> so that was definitely something that uh stood out for me but i guess me maybe this is more about again expectations i was actually expecting a little bit more friction in several of the episodes and i don't know why but i was i guess well maybe people are just really polite um but i guess in a lot of the episodes i was expecting there to be more, you know, things like, okay, but what you're saying right now, I just don't agree with. Or your usage of a concept I find ridiculous or something like this. I was actually expecting more of this. Um, and I, I think it says more about me than it does about traveling concepts. But um, yeah, that was definitely something that, that stood out for me from season one. How about you, Brian? Did you have any uh, surprises or? Yeah, I mean, I had, sometimes there was... You could you could pick up on this lack of a traveling between the concepts, um, despite the lack of attention. So yeah. um, there was there was an understanding of the different uh, ways to approach the concept. There was even an appreciation of the different ways to approach the concept, and yet no traveling. Yeah, and agency for me that yeah. Yeah, that yeah. episode was certainly along those lines, where it was like, yeah, I know what you do. I don't really find it useful. But that's okay. But that's okay, and it works yeah. for you. And I'll just keep doing what I do. And that that I found really yeah, yeah surprising in many ways. Yeah, and just that there was not as much friction. I, I agree with that. Yeah, and also what was interesting is that actually a lot of our guests had not heard about the notion of traveling concepts before our podcast. So some had, but actually most of them through this podcast. So. Um, yeah, I guess that maybe I thought that, that, well, everybody knows what a traveling concept is in a way. Uh, so that was also something that surprised me, actually, yeah. that, that this is a, a concept that has not uh, reached a lot of disciplines or a lot of scholars, even though they are, a lot of them do interdisciplinary work, um, but have never really looked at it in that sense. So I thought um, that was definitely... Interesting. Yeah. And a shout out to Mika Ball from the Humanities. For yes, definitely. Her. Definitely. Um, so, yeah, so these are some of our ideas about season one. Again, uh, we would love to hear your feedback on this. So, if there's other things that really stood out for you as a listener, please let us know. You know, send us an e a message on Twitter or Facebook or drop us an email. Now let's think about how we're going to move forward. So season two, what are some of the things that we want to we want to focus on? Well, before we do that, let's talk about the survey. Yes, because we did compile. Well, throughout the whole season one, we did talk about using the podcast for educational purposes. So yep. we encouraged our guests. You know, if one of the concepts. 
uh, is relevant to your teaching, please use it in your teaching. We put a, a few shout outs on Twitter uh, to spread the word saying, you know, if you use the concept of war or sustainability or heritage or diplomacy in your teaching, um, assign that week's podcast or that month's podcast and um, let us know what your students think. And we had yeah. a small survey, a very quick survey, um, 10 simple questions. If listeners still want to do that, please let us know because we're still collecting. Um, We only had about 28 responses, so it wasn't that many uh, considering we had over 2,500 downloads. But uh, what we received back from the 28 responses was really interesting. Yeah. So one key part was that an overwhelming amount of the students found the podcast useful for understanding a particular concept. So therefore, um, if you're teaching uh, a particular concept during that week, such as war or sustainability or any of the ones that we've dealt with, um, it will basically help your students understand it. So, um, um, But it also introduced the students to the notion of traveling concepts. So students had an understanding that concepts travel, but they hadn't heard the phrase before, actually similar to a lot of our guests. So one student wrote, it, wrote down, I was not familiar with the term traveling concept, but I did notice during my reading that some words mean different things across disciplines. Also, uh, we also found out that an overwhelming amount of students found the podcast useful for understanding uh, a particular concept, as I just said, uh, because that was one of our main aims. So I guess broadly speaking is that, um, so this is something also we're trying to think through a little bit further, is that podcasting is also a useful tool to understand uh, understanding specific concepts or ideas. So it's actually just very useful to use podcasts in teaching more yeah, broadly. Alongside literature, alongside yeah. film, you know. Um, whether it's useful or not to understanding interdisciplinarity, there was some split amongst uh, the student responses. So some of them said, uh, yeah, absolutely brilliant, really contributes to bridging the communication gap and uh, saying, yes, you know, the idea of traveling concepts is thus crucial for interdisciplinary work in order to avoid these misunderstandings that may arise. You know, and other other students said, no, you know, it, it just furthered my knowledge on a particular concept, um, but not on interdisciplinarity per se. So a little bit more of uh, different perceptions there. That's useful for us. Yeah. But generally, uh, as I mentioned, um, it, it was it became clear from the small survey that we did that students really enjoyed listening to podcasts in their te- in their in their classes. Um, so we would definitely encourage people to use podcasts in teaching. Um, it could be this this podcast series, but of course, this refers to podcasting in general. Um, so again, um, guys, spread the word. And if any of you are using any of these concepts in your teaching, let us know and we will send you the link to the survey because we'd be very curious to find out how your students are experiencing this. So this is also one of the key goals of season two is we want actually to use these episodes more in education and to find out more about how students experience this and what they learn from this, both in understanding the concept itself, but also in understanding how interdisciplinarity works. So that's definitely one of our goals um, for this upcoming season to focus a bit more on that. Absolutely. And we have a great lineup of new concepts and guests. So some concepts will include sea level, Mm -hmm. surveillance, equilibrium, youth, 
Yeah. And much more. We can't give away all of them, but these are some of them. That Ooh, we'll she be. cut me off just in time. <laughs> and I think one of the things that we also want to do, um, which we can maybe see from some of the concepts we've already mentioned, is that we have, of course, been a little bit self-reflective, that most of the guests that we've invited have been from our network, so have been very much kind of social science, law, humanities oriented. Um, and so we thought we need to get some more people from kind of the more physical sciences and, and the better people on board. So this is something that we're going to try and do in this season is to have a little bit more of a disciplinary mix, so to speak. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we've lined up some a yeah. chemist and economist and earth scientist and yeah, yeah, physicist, you name it. <laughs> but don't worry, we will still have those legal scholars and we will still have those anthropologists, anthropologists and yes. we'll still have those uh, historians. So uh, we won't lose it, but we really did want to have a bit more of a, a mix in season two. Yeah, so um, we look forward to making our, our season two. But of course, we want to um, kind of, I guess, a perfect way to end this is to thank, again, all of our listeners. As we said, when we started out, we, we I think we said to each other that 100 downloads per episode, that that would make us completely ecstatic. And um, yeah, this is, of course, we've gone far beyond that. So thanks to all of those who, who listen to our episodes. Um, and again, if you have any feedback in terms of ideas or suggestions or anything, else please get in touch with us and let us know follow us on twitter instagram and facebook send us an email through our contesting governance platform um, and get in touch with us but for now i would say enjoy our first episode of season two and uh, stay tuned for much more that's going to come thanks for joining us for this session of traveling concepts on air for more information please visit utrecht university's contesting governance platform website if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, email us at contestinggovernance at uu.nl. Please subscribe and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And more importantly, spread the word with your colleagues and friends. Till next time.